Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Voltron Legendary Defender, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Haley Neighbors. Hello. Jeff Anderson. Howdy. And Justin Cummings. Hello. We are back to talk Voltron Legendary Defender Season 6 here at the Overly Animated Podcast. Um, we will be going through all of Season 6 this weekend on the release weekend, and we'll be going two po- two episodes at a time except for the finale. We'll be watching um, at the pace that we are recording the podcast once again. I thought about doing a different format, but we'll potentially save that for next season. So if you're listening to this, we're just going to be discussing the episodes that we're talking about, which are this podcast, Episodes 1 and 2 of Season 6, Omega Shield and Razor's Edge. So spoilers for these two episodes will be coming up, but we have not seen beyond this yet. Um, so no spoilers in the comments and everything like that. And uh, we'll take it as we are going. I'm very excited to get back into Voltron and to open the podcast. You heard from days of long ago by the shakeups, a power pop music uh, collective whose album legendary defenders is out now. Uh, there's a link in the podcast description and we'll hear more of that song at the end of the podcast. Um, so yeah, we have music accompaniment to season six. It's great. A, a big, big season of Voltron. This is a true uh, finale season as well. We're getting episode 52. So it's the end of a 26. Um, so despite Netflix's uh, season breakdowns, actual season finale coming up. Very exciting. And uh, we're getting into Omega Shield and Razor's Edge today. So make sure you've seen these episodes. But yeah, let's uh, oh, yeah, OverlyAnimated.com uh, and uh, subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to our iTunes feed to not miss any of our upcoming Voltron podcasts. So let's get into things here. Uh, let's get some initial takes on Omega Shield and Razor's Edge. Uh, Haley, what did you think of these two episodes? Um, I think they were good. I surprisingly to myself, I preferred Razor's Edge to Omega Shield. I only say that because I like Keith, but he's not like I don't feel a strong connection to him, but I I really liked that episode. Um, but Omega Shield was it was neat. It was a good like I guess beginning of the season kind of thing. Um, I'm happy they didn't spend too much time uh, like recapping what had happened already. They just kind of dove right in, which was nice, especially with a Netflix airing schedule as well. Like it, it's yeah, not well, necessary. that's it's because it's not a real season premiere. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just it doesn't it makes sense to have it that way, um, which is good. Uh, I didn't really get the fight in it, like the motivation of Sendak was like, you could have like killed them right there, but he just left. So that was whatever. Um, but I think Razor's Edge was neat. Um, I didn't too much care for the romance drama plotline, uh, in that, but, um, but Keith and his mom, uh, was really neat actually. And I also liked it as um operating kind of like as a catching up episode with them because we didn't see Keith a whole lot uh in the last like season and a couple seasons he's just kind of been off the map so it it explains that cuz he's been gone for 2 years whether that is 2 years to them or 2 years to us we don't really know but um it was interesting especially cuz we've got this new cool character in his mom so it was neat to see um and i i don't know the first thing about physics but it seemed really neat from a physics space kind of perspective um which one of these are real physics but yeah yeah no no there's like a space time traveling whale thing which i'm down for that um space whales yeah (laughs) i I, (laughs) yeah i I think i think it's two years from um it's like one of those things where two years passes by the span of like a day for us like uh, yeah yeah we'll get into that more but yeah so your thumbs up especially on the second episode yeah yeah okay cool. first is kind of like yeah it's cool all right jeff uh what did you think of these two episodes 
Well, um, so I I hadn't uh, rewatched it season five. So the first episode was a little bit jarring just because, you know, it is not an actual season premiere. So like I said, they don't they didn't go and rehash everything. So I was like, wait, what was Lotor doing? What's this quintessence field thing? Oh, yeah, the mom's a thing. Um, anyways, so that's just how it is. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, the the setting of the the conflict in the first episode, like the the planet with the periodic radiation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was pretty clever. Um, and you know, raising the stakes with with Shiro's condition. I'm I'm glad it's finally coming out and being more noticeable. Although they kind of didn't do anything with that in the second episode, which is a little bit disappointing. But I also really liked the flashbacks. That was a very uh, nice, uh, uh, once again, a, a clever mechanism of doing that and being all physically. Although it did feel very rushed in episode two. Yeah. All right. Thumbs up. Yeah. Well, I, I have it on good authority. We'll be getting the Shiro resolution this season. The, that's what the creators have said in interviews. So we'll, we'll have plenty of Shiro stuff to come in the remaining five episodes, I'm sure. Um, okay. Justin, what do you think of these two episodes? I like these a lot, actually. I, I thought Omega Shield was pretty good. I was happy to see a hunk subplot that yes. didn't involve food in any way. I felt that it was actually... I like this idea of hunk being our, not necessarily Galra insider, but our ambassador, perhaps, between the the two groups. I, I really liked how that played out. I thought it was very, very cool. Um, I love the character of the, uh, the governess. Um, Lotor's nanny I thought she was really fun um yeah it was it was a nice way to kind of get back into it um I had just seen season five like less than a week ago so it wasn't really back into it for me but I I really really loved Razor's Edge I think it's one of the best episodes the show has done and I'm biased because I love odd physics time loopy stories like this I I got major interstellar vibes the entire time I thought it was really good um, and to me, the highlight, yes, Keith's mom is great, and I was so happy to see all of that, but to me, the two highlights of the episode were Keith, uh, Keith's dad, who I, I don't know if we had seen him before, and I just forgot this, but he is a very attractive man, <laughs> and I very much enjoyed those flashbacks, because, oh my goodness, um, yeah, Keith's dad is... His you know, accent I, killed me. <laughs> We've we've had discussions on this podcast before of how quickly I would uh, end up marrying an alien. I, <laughs> if I was the alien in this case, I would go Keith's dad in a heartbeat. Like, ooh, ooh, you're feeling yes. cro- you're feeling Crolia here. Okay, gotcha. I'm I'm I I get it. I totally get it. Um, and then also Keith has a teleporting wolf thing now. Like, yes, that's the best. <laughs> I thought it was a little out of nowhere, and I was like, really? We're doing the random animal companion? And then he threw the stick, and the wolf didn't chase it, and then I was sold. I'm like, okay, sold. So, I, I love this episode so, so much. Space Wolf, yeah, teleporting Space Wolf. I was, uh, through the second I saw the Space Wolf, I was in love with it. Yeah, you, you, they you, have to bring it back. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's... it's, it's I it's, think it's, the it's Space Wolf now. is going to try to eat the mice at some point. Yeah, like probably. I'm fine with that. We're gonna, that's gonna be a gag. Take them away. Let's just get rid of the mice. Yeah, they had, hey, they the mice l- are very important in this episode. They had a lot to do. Yeah, um, um, and which I will um, before we move on. I just want to say quickly, I really like the romance in this episode. Not necessarily that I ship either Alora and Lotor or Alora and Lance, 
but I think they're handling both sides of this better than I thought they were going to, considering early Lance and considering the original show of Lotor and Alora was very, very, very unhealthy. Um, I really like what they're doing here. Yeah, well, oh, we'll talk the romance. Don't worry, we're, we got to get into oh, all the good. ships. We got to, we got to. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I loved Razor's Edge. Boy, that's a fantastic episode. Uh, it's it's the A, like the A plot is is where it's at because we have all these this we tell this flashback love story between uh, Crolia and Keith's still unnamed father. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Who, uh, yeah, I guess he's dead as we kind of see at the end, but I don't know. I don't remember how, to the extent that he was in the show before, but it was extremely little. And, uh, it, that was, that was, it was wonderful seeing that, like the setting of the Quantum Abyss was gorgeous. And then at the end, much like Justin, I absolutely love, um, like time, uh, when w- stories where time goes faster in for one character than another character. And, uh, these, like, it's, it's my number one, like, uh, narrative trope. And they did it here in two minutes, which felt very rushed, but I still loved it. And it had the space wolf. And yeah, I think, I think, like, the B plot, the B plot will talk about the Roman stuff. I thought it was fine. Um, it feels, definitely feels insignificant compared to how great the A stuff was. But, uh, regardless, overall, Razor's Edge, I think, is fantastic. And, uh, Omega Shield, I don't think is, uh, that is, is nearly as good, but it still has some, some cool stuff in it. I really appreciate that it's a hunk episode because, um, hunk was, uh, arguably one of the worst characters on any show we cover. Not because, like, they just refuse to characterize him. Like, he's just isn't in the show. So he gets, he gets, like, a significant plot in Omega Shield. And I, I had heard before the season, in reviews it's like we finally get a hunk episode and it's great and i was a little underwhelmed based on that because he wasn't the dominant force in the episode he was just a a solid part of it um but still it was good compared to what we'd gotten from hunk and i agree with uh, jeff the setting with the radiation beam or whatever and the shield and that like that was really cool um definitely a lot less in that episode than razor's edge i want to i want to jump right into razor's edge to start here and uh then get get into omega shield later because uh I mean, I'm tempted to jump into the, the romance drama because it makes for good, <laughs> good podcast discussion, but I guess we can discuss, uh, the Keith and Crowley, uh, plots where they are looking for this, uh, special quintessence that they found, um, apparently last season and they're trying to backtrack it through the quantum abyss. Um, which they give an explanation for, and uh, I was I'm still confused. Jeff, did you have, uh, did you have thoughts on the, the, the concept of the quantum abyss and how the show explained it? Um, it really was all just sort of gobbledygook words. Yeah. Um, although, I mean, the, the mechanism, like, it's a real, like, real thing, like, gravitational time dilation, that's all legit. Um, so I thought it was a clever little, like, oh, yeah, you know, we got to stay away from that or else we get, like, torn apart, because that's what happens when you get close to a, a the event horizon of a, a black hole is, like, the gravity at your feet is so much stronger than the gravity at your head that you turn into a string is basically what happens is what they, well, what they think anyways. Um, and like, uh, I, I don't claim to, you know, have this fact already off the top of my head, but I was just looking at it apparently like, because, you know, when you're close to a gravity field, your clock slows down. The core of the earth apparently is two and a half years younger than the crust because oh. it's so close to the gravity field of the earth. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is that is cool. That kind of, that number kind of lines up with the the two years we're getting at the end there. I'm, I'm interested to see how much time has passed for yeah. 
for I everyone don't, else. I, I don't like the fact that they made this happen, like have two years pass, because it does not look like two years pass. And if two years did pass, they'd be dead of starvation. So that was a little bit of a break in, you know, suspension of disbelief. But whatever. Right. They didn't show us enough. Like it, it's the, the, the concept was that they, this is just a planet on the back of the space whale. And, uh, so they just live there. Like they, uh, we saw, we saw Keith feeding his new wolf, uh, something like they have food. They like killed the thing that was attacking it. And then I guess they, I don't know if they fed that to him or something else, but yeah, they're just, they living in that cave. Like they had a whole life there. Um, like they got the mother, uh, son bonding that, uh, it, that they never got because, uh, Crowley left as we saw on the flashbacks but um well, we didn't bonding though it's like they didn't show any of it right it's that that that's my that's my thing it's like couldn't this have been more than two minutes like i feel like this is right. such an interesting concept yeah mm-hmm. it'd been half an episode yeah like i feel like the, the, those two minutes to me are so much more interesting than literally anything in omega shield or like a lot of episodes of the show like I, I would have loved to see like entire episode of the like maybe i don't know maybe we'll go back to this in future episodes like we haven't seen the rest of the season yet but um yeah i i, I can understand people being confused as like the mechanisms of what's what's happening with the two of them but i do, do think the intent is like they just they started a new life there on the back of this whale while it was going through the quantum abyss and then uh, eventually they got out into this planet on the other side um, well, so let's talk, let's talk about that. Cause at the end of the episode, they, uh, they find, I guess, the planet that, um, they, 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 they think the special quintessence originated on and they go into like this building or something and then it opens up into a forest and then they find an Altaian, um, Altaian woman, which, uh, is interesting because at the end of Omega Shield, we see Hagar <laughs> turning kind of back into Altaian looking into her own nervous self. So excited about that. What's going to come on that? Yeah, that was that was definitely the most exciting part of play of Omega Shield. But uh, are these is is that Onerva? Is that uh, Hagar at the end of this episode? Like, no, oh, right? Because it doesn't look like no. I don't no. think so. But that would be interesting if like Keith came back with Onerva, and that's how she ended up like back facing Lotor. Was like she hitched a ride with Keith, basically. Like I could, mm. it would be interesting, but I don't think that's what's happening. Yeah, like the the Onerva in the flashback episode that we saw a while ago, it does not look like this Altaian woman we see. But it is like it is back to back episodes we saw an Altaian woman that is not uh, Alura. So it's 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 uh, hard not to compare the two of them. It would be interesting if this was like past Onerva and you had like past Onerva and Hagar at the same time. And then, anyway, um, yeah, what do we, if if it's not Hagar, what do we think is up with this uh, Altaian woman we see at the end here? Is the, are we in the past? Maybe. I- no, it looks an awful lot like that uh, hollow deck thing that they had on the castle uh, back in like season one or two. Um, Are you familiar with Doctor Who? Yes. yes. You know how like Gallifrey was hidden like in a little pocket dimension? Oh. I think that's what this might be. I think there might be more Altaians there. I think this oh, planet so on the think, other side... Oh, so you think Altea wasn't destroyed? It was, if not it was Altea, just hidden. It's hidden away? If not all of Altea, a lot of Alteans. Yeah, like a group of them got away. They were hidden like in, the, in the quantum at the other side of the quantum. Oh, like, I like that. Like uh, the, well, it's uh, weird because they're whole, they're in, they're in a Galran facility, so hmm. 
Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not clear what the building was, but I guess it was uh, a type of, of government facility. But um, and the other thing, the other factor here is that we we have other dimensions in play in the show. We get one episode yeah. visiting another dimension, and uh, we know that Lotor's space, uh, like comet that the ships are based on, was from yeah, you know, was was from another dimension. So like that, that this could just be alternate dimension, Altea. Uh- are we allowed to use episode? Is episode names considered a spoiler? Uh yes. Let's not. Okay. It, probably misleading, but well, yeah, we'll see. I, I didn't. Okay. I, I I've seen the, the other ones, and none of them seem particularly spoilery for me. But yeah, um, so we'll we'll see what's up with that. Maybe this is frustrating for people who've seen uh, the whole season already. But um, <laughs> this discussion. But yeah, that's it's very interesting that we have back to back episodes ending on like an an Altean uh, cliffhanger here. I, I do like the Doctor Who comparison with uh, like what if Altea was just was never was never destroyed. I mean, uh, would that mean uh, Allura's dad back alive? You know, like uh, maybe alternate dimension him. We could get him back in play. I think oh. he's gone, honestly. Yeah, we sp- we of- spent a lot of emotional weight on that already. Exactly. Yeah, like he doesn't need to come back. Yeah, I think it would be cheap, yeah. Um, I think they're going to tease that he's back, but he's not. Like, I think I think Allura will have that kind of false hope and run through the crowd, and then he's not there. Yeah, if, yeah. if, if, if we ultimately do anything like this, but... Uh, oh yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, I guess uh, they're they. Laura's not with them, but Keith is there, and there is an Altan person. So it also could just be her, right? Like, could she just? She just like was. We she was on. She was on a trip when the planet got destroyed. She's uh, <laughs> stuck in, and she's stuck in the quantum abyss or something. So she's there's like, oh, there's a third Altan left, or a fourth. Or maybe this is like with the time Fifth? messingness of it all. Maybe she's like way back Altan and is like the source of the quintessence or something like Ooh, crazy. Yeah, like what that. if she's like the quintessence you know? goddess? Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this is her when she was young and then she became the white lion thing or something. Or, I don't know. Interesting. Okay. So many yeah. things could happen. Yeah. Here. Okay. We'll see. We'll see about that. Um, but yeah, let's, 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 uh, this, this two year gap, uh, before we get there with, uh, with Keith and Crowley. So do we think that Keith is just going to come back two years older than, than everyone else? He has no beard. I wish he, they had given him a beard. <laughs> like he wanted he, a beard. Right. Two years later. He had At a beard. least stubble. Like we saw his dad with stubble. Come on. <laughs> just no, back to the dad. Exactly the same. Uh, does that mean you're a fan of Keith too, Justin? I'm I'm a fan of Keith. I'm I'm just just not I'm, as much as his dad. No, like <laughs> I no. I'll, let me put it this way: if I had to watch a full episode, I'd rather watch a full episode of Keith because I think his character is more fleshed out. But if I had to hang a poster on my wall, <laughs> Keith's now, dad. Keith had wins. stubble. Then there you go. Well, if Keith yeah, had stubble and actually aged a couple of years. Like okay. Of course, of course, his character's more fleshed out. He has a name. <laughs> like yeah. first, first of all, that. Oh, he doesn't need a name. Okay, yeah, but you'll you'll name him in in your heart. His name is mine. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Um, yeah, it's the my main my main takeaway from the this two year thing is is this wolf who can teleport. Keith's new pet. Yes. It's a design is awesome. It's a space wolf. Um, I it's love so it. Him. Space wolf. It's so what, Jeff? It's so him. Like it's his, it's his alter ego. His is his is it's his spirit animal. And uh yeah, it's uh I I love the the ice the ice foxes in the latest Star Wars uh main canonical movie. And uh this is I like space space uh dog things. <laughs> yes, it's great. Getting into Last Jedi? Yeah, Last Jedi space uh yeah. 
The, the, that was my favorite part of no there's a lot of parts of that movie but um this yeah i, lo- I love this wolf it's got to be it's got to be here always this season and um it's gonna it's gonna make keith it's gonna like soften him up because he is like a friend now i don't buy it but that, that could happen um yeah like how is this gonna change keith that he comes back older than everyone because um this is like so like i talked about this is one of my favorite tropes when time passes for one character more than others two recent animation or recent in quotes animation examples that uh, have been wonderful is uh, running with scissors in starvis force of evil when uh, marco ages like uh, 10 years or something more than than star and it's like it's a wonderful episode and, like they kept that as part of the canon and then also in gravity falls you had a time traveler's pig where um we just had like dipper i think repeating something over and over it wasn't as drastic of a time thing but um yeah that was uh, that that type of plot line really uh emotionally hits for me and uh, i feel like since they didn't change their designs at all except giving them a cool space wolf i feel like they're not going to like bring it up very much honestly like i wish they did but i feel like he's not gonna be like i've been gone for two years guys and it'll be a whole thing is is a cool space wolf not enough is that that might be enough but i think (laughs) he should look two years older right because how old are they supposed to be now like uh, let's, let's let's not get into that that's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's different for that's every a great question yeah because like they should be growing you know it's not like they went from 30 to 32 yeah uh it's you know well uh, emotionally it's, changed we'll see like if keith does uh reunite with the the paladins as the trailer might have suggested then uh like uh will he be will he relate to them differently now that he's well he's, he's got a cool wolf now so you know they're gonna like he's him a now lot more better than all of them because he's got space wolf friends. <laughs> That's a compelling argument. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll we'll track Keith Wolf throughout uh, and see we'll see what the effects of these two years are. Let's let's talk the um, wolf let, watch. Wolf watch. Yeah. Hashtag wolf watch is what will be on this season. Um, what's uh? Let's, let's talk the Crolia and Keith's dad love story that we see. Not not too much of a love story, but the, the Keith Keith's parents. It's flashbacks. a love story. Uh, we were you emotionally invested, Justin? I I am in love. Like uh, other other than so Keith's dad. No, this besides my uncomfortable level of attraction to Keith's dad. Um, I thought it was really sweet. Like I love seeing the alien that leaves behind their world for another person. Like I I'm a sucker for that storyline. I love it, and here it, it did feel pretty genuine. It felt interesting. Um, I liked it. The only thing I don't like, I wish Keith had some Galra feature to his, like, person at, at all, like, anything. But no, he looks just entirely human, which I think was a bad design choice. But I I like the flashbacks. I like what we got. I, I thought it was interesting. And it explains a lot. Like, it fills, it fill it did the job it needed to do of filling in the gaps. And I liked it. Yeah. Um, Haley or Jeff, any emotional attachment to the... Uh, I'm going to make the bold statement. <laughs> I I didn't feel that much love between Curlia and Hot Dad, um, <laughs> who will remain unnamed. Because honestly, like she was like, I'm going to leave. And he had no reaction. Like He didn't fight for her to stay. He was like, okay, good luck with that. See you later, wife. Um, so I, I, I feel like they... They could have done something. Like he could have at least said, "No, don't go," rather than just silently saying goodbye. So I feel like that was a little weird. Um, but 
yeah, they seemed cool and chill. They they kind of came across more as like buddies to me than anything. I don't know why. And like we didn't even see them kiss or anything. Um, I, the only point where I felt kind of sad, well, or not sad, but like emotion towards it was when um, they said, like the the scouts came down and they said that he had been neutralized and Crowley was uh, upset about that. That I thought that was good. I wish we had more of that. Otherwise, it was just kind of them talking to each other and having a baby together um which i suppose is romantic but it it didn't seem (laughs) like there was nothing really there for me unfortunately but i think they they could have had more look they're they're just two emotionally hardened people they really are who who presumably have been through who presumably have been through a lot in their lives although we have not seen that (laughs) and uh but like why didn't we get more about hot dad like accepting an alien into his life like he just was so chill with that (laughs) he 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 has no biases he does not see he doesn't see species (laughs) like this was perfectly (laughs) or like (laughs) earthness like planet (laughs) well the the creators have said that they're willing to put some of these smaller plot lines. They're willing to spin it out into the comics a bit more. So if we just keep saying we want more Hot Dad enough, we'll get a one shot that's just their backstory in the comics, and I will treasure yeah, be- it forever. Yeah, you'll be the captain of that campaign for. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Hashtag um, Hot Dad. Uh, hashtag Hot Dad. Yeah, and hashtag Wolf Watch too so far. Um, yeah, I, I I was feeling them a little bit. I mean, it was it was obviously this were these were like it's it, it's like either Keith's parents and Keith is the most un, un, unemotional detached. He gets person. it honestly, <laughs> right? Like that. That's what I thought. This did a good job of, of showing this is Keith Keith's origin. Um, Jeff, what do you think of these these flashbacks for for Keith? Um, I think I I mean it was good info. I agree though that. There wasn't as much like emotional heft to any of it as it could have been. So it's good to know. Good to know. But yeah. It's probably not going to be a thing ever again. Yeah, nope. probably not. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we see Keith's dad. Bye, again. hot dad. We saw we, we saw a flash within the ending of this episode of Keith at a um, tombstone. So um, presumably that's his dad. And uh Sad. And yeah, and we saw we saw it through Crolia's eyes. So like she saw like this is what happened after I left. Um, like mm-hmm. this was the result. So that's that was pretty sad. I am uh, excited for that fast forward though. For the the fast forward. Yeah, the vision of the future. Oh yeah, so let's talk. Let's talk that because uh, this this episode's very the swamp from Avatar: The Last Airbender because uh, we have visions of the past, visions of the future. That this uh, instead of the swamp will show you them. This uh, vague uh, sci-fi uh, space concept will show you <laughs> will show you them, and we see one vision of the future with it, which is wait. Uh, Yes. Or do we know for certain that was his dad's tombstone? Um, I I what if it was his mom's? Keith? No, yeah, what if I, it's I the future like... and it was his mom's tombstone? No, he was uh, a little baby. He was, he was a little kid. Yeah, he's uh, he he was like looked like okay. five, five or something. Yeah. But it might have been Crolia's like fake tombstone, you know that his right. dad oh, made. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe he told him his mom. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think he thought that his mom was dead though. It's no, it's, but supposed, it's supposed to be sad. So. Yeah, no, she yeah, because she yeah. was sad. She was like, "Wow, now I'm seeing what happens. Like, there was mm-hmm. like, uh, this is what I miss. Like, all this trauma that kids suffered. Like, what? What if I stayed? You know, like stuff like that." Um, but yeah, let's talk the vision of the future. We see Shiro um, turned evil. What we've been waiting for <laughs> this whole time. Finally, <laughs> evil Shiro, it's coming. And he like called out to Keith or something, and like, yeah, what, what do we think's up with Bad Shiro? Is this something that's actually going to happen in the future? Yeah. yeah. 
it's so weird. Like Probably. you're seeing, um, what's her name? Uh, Inerva, um, Hagar, one of those two, um, obviously manipulating him, but I'm, I'm not getting a big, like devious vibe from what she's doing. I mean, she's changing back to Altaian. What? Like you wouldn't expect the evil baddie to be doing that same time as corrupting, you know, Shiro. So I don't, I don't really get what she's doing here. Right, because that that's kind of what's hanging over this the Shiro sleeper cell slash clone slash whatever plot line is that uh we we kind of like trust Hagar to a certain extent. I mean, we don't like fully trust her, but like we know that she's, she's like more... my favorite character, so I'll I'll be with Hagar in anything. <laughs> yeah, well, we've established we're on Team Hagar, yeah. Love her. Uh, but uh it's uh, we like her as a character, but uh like she's we don't think of her like Zarkon, like she's just this evil force. Like we we kind of understand uh, we saw her backstory, we kind of understand where she's coming from a little bit. We know now that she knows her backstory as well. She remembered. So we don't think that even though the, the Shiro plot might have been from before she remembered, she might have started it then. So we don't like think of her as like this huge hugely devious figure i agree and uh so like why is she and yet we know she's controlling shiro or we know that she is seeing them through his eyes so uh like how are those two things going to and how are those two things going to come into play it does seem like shiro was like activated to turn on the paladins in 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 this uh flash forward but uh i think it's kind of just like a a vague uh, showing of like shiro bad things gonna happen (laughs) But he, I think he had like something in his eyes. Like it, it definitely like uh, implied that uh, this is this is not our Shiro. No, he was glowing yeah. weirdly. Very. That that's. I think that this is number one at the top of all of our lists for what we're excited to see this this uh, these next five episodes. Like mm-hmm. what's 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 gonna happen with Shiro? I mean, I'm pretty sure. Um, since we're on this topic, I'm pretty sure, and I've not seen ahead that uh, we we mentioned the quintessence field in this in this uh, episode, and uh, that's what Allura and uh, Lotor are talking about. In that uh, they're they're saying that now, based on last the finale of last season, Allura has the ability to access the quintessence field, and she's what they're doing is they're imbuing uh, Lotor's like comet ship, I think, with that, much like King Alfor imbued the paladins uh, or the 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 lions with the the quintessence field. Um, it's so like the existence of this quintessence field, like that's where Shiro is. Like that's probably where, like we saw last season, like we saw Shiro like calling for help or something once they went into the Voltron, like the, the astral Voltron plane, right? I, I think that's probably what the quintessence field is. I think those are the same things. And like that's where Shiro has been ever since the season two finale when he got stuck there after the, uh, like whatever they did some, some Voltron thing and he got stuck. So like I think that, that's where Shiro's hiding. Um, and, and I, I like that we're like, I think we're kind of building to that by um by starting to like explicitly name the quintessence field and like uh, put put that into action in terms of other things in the plot. So uh yeah, I, I'm, I'm and the thing I'm most interested to see is like once we realize that our, our Shiro is is there, it's like what are we doing? Are we leaving him there or can we bring him back? Like uh what what's the show going to do? Mm-hmm. And also Hagar was using like something probably relating to the quintessence field to bring her back to Nerva. So maybe that like stimulated something with um, mm, wherever yeah. Shiro is. Right. Maybe that's why he was flashing in and out. That is true yeah. because uh, we see um, Hagar on Oriand. Um, yeah. Which is where, uh, you know, which is where Lara got the quintessence uh, mm-hmm. alchemy the powers. Yeah. yeah, so, so, pre- so presumably, good. so maybe she is also quinte- connecting to the quintessence field. Yeah, maybe she's doing something with Shiro. Um, Jeff, uh, Shiro, thoughts, predictions? Um, 
Not really. I'm just really wondering when Lotor's going to turn because I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, we're not past sure. that. We're not past that yet. Like the, the, that was what uh, last season was about, right? The beginning of last season. He's going to fool us all. Yeah, I was trusting him at the end of last season, and I don't know why these two episodes did this, but now I do not trust him at all. <laughs> it's like nothing changed, but he just seems like he. I don't know. He just like something's up. Like he's not. He's not all good. I don't know. He's it's the whole Allura chip thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like it. No, okay. Okay. So, so, since we're talking Lotor, let's talk the B plot with the romance drama. Um, this is, I think this is a super notable section of Vol- Voltron as a series because this show to me has been notable by completely avoiding like romance. Um, it, it's like we, like we, Think of characters is as in terms of having romantic feelings, but the show has not really shown that at all. Like, like Lance is like you know he he hits on girls, but it's not like it's never like deep feelings. Like this, I think this is the first episode where we see multiple characters clearly exhibiting um, legitimate romantic feelings for one another, and uh, it's like three people uh, are, are all doing it all at once. It's like a lot. It's like whoa, like this is we're shipping now like this is a thing <laughs> like this is uh it's it's not just we're not just speculating this is something's gonna happen this season something's gonna be canon i mean allura and lotor um are clearly displaying uh feelings to a certain extent with one another you can i guess argue whether lotors are genuine allures seem to be genuine towards him um especially because she seems upset that um the mice when the mice tell her that lance uh, likes her and then lance explicitly tells us that uh, he's deep feelings for for Alara. so uh th- th- that was like what we're, we're we're the ship show now she uh, also brought him back to life in the first episode yes so that is that's true. gonna do something to their relationship yeah we'll talk about that but um yeah, yeah. okay justin uh p- pick your side Alurance, Alura and Lance, or Alura and Lotor. I forget what their ship name is. So, uh, which one? I, I'm falling on Alora Lance. Why? You were feeling it more. I'm, I'm feeling it. Okay. First off, I, I alluded earlier to the original Voltron because one thing I like to do is see how this show compares and what they've kept the same, what they've changed. For instance, making Alora darker skin compared to being almost see-through white in the original show. Um, in the original Lotor, when he found out he was half Altaian, he became obsessed with Allura as being the only other Altaian and would constantly try to kidnap her and make her his wife. And we're not getting that, thank goodness. But I do think we're heading towards a, an almost Jupiter ascending. And I hate to reference that as anything, (laughs) but I think we're heading to a Jupiter ascending plot twist of like, He's only marrying you to get this power. Like, I think that's where we're going. Because I think Lotor's going to be like, marry me to merge our empires, da 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 and then turn on her. I think it's a ruse. I really think this whole thing with Lotor and Alora is a ruse based purely on the original and just a gut feeling. Whereas Lance, I had always kind of written off the Alora Lan- Lance stuff as Lance will hit on anyone. But his speech to the mice seemed really genuine. And it was the part of she makes me want to be a better person. That I was like, okay, this is genuine. It's not just pretty alien girl. It's there's something real there. And so I that's where I'm leaning. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. So what, what, what do you think Lotor's motivations are that, uh, he wants the polit- the political expediency of, uh, an Alara alliance or that he wants her quintessence field powers? Quintessence. Yeah. It's that's, all that's, about quintessence to Lotor. Yeah. That's, that seems to be his only motivation. Um, okay. J- Jeff, uh, <laughs> Lance, uh, so presumably since you said you didn't think Lotor is bad, you're more on Alara and Lance. I'm on neither of their sides, actually. <laughs> you're on team, team Alara alone. <laughs> Because, I mean, they're just like, because Lotor's devious, as all get out, and Lance, I just don't feel like, I just wasn't feeling it, like there's no foundation that's yeah. real. It seems like everything's been in, in his head, so. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, I think a lot of people will agree with the, neither of these two options, but there's other options that other people would say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, no, because uh, Lance and Altea and Girl from the End, that's who it's going to be. Ooh. Oh, we're shipping, we're shipping the Altaian girl. No, already. if anyone's okay. with her, it's Keith. Well, yeah, they, she, Keith is there, I guess. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, hey, before we get into other options, Haley, uh, wh- which side? Uh, despite what I just said about me not trusting Lotor anymore, I, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Allura and uh, Lotor for myself because <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's kind of interesting, and also. I feel like they like they match each other better in terms of like their life experiences and things um, with how like many eons old they are and whatever else. Um, and I don't know. I I'm kind of like toying with the idea of how fun it would be and interesting it would be if Allura suddenly was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to join the Galra now and like peaced out and went and just became like another Hagar kind of. Um, but not as evil. Um, but I kind of want her to like join with Lotar and then be like, we are now the rulers of the universe. <laughs> it'd, it'd be an interesting storyline rather than her just being like, oh, everything's good and we'll be good and happy. Like, I kind of want her to go a little evil. I think that would be neat. Um, and Lotor is the way to do that, I think, is he would push her towards that. Um, not that he's really doing anything evil right now, but. He definitely has that in his back pocket. Um, yeah, so I, I don't really feel the Lance and Allura very much at all, but I, I would be game for the Lotor and Allura myself. Interesting. Yeah, I um, I, I, I'm going to defend Lotor. I don't think that we are supposed to distrust him right now. I think that he is he's supposed to have earned our trust at this point in the show to a certain extent. Like clearly, I why I don't trust him. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. Exactly. That's it's why I don't trust him. I like him too much. Like I don't trust it. He's, he's, no... he's done nothing wrong in these two episodes, right? Exactly. Like, he... Exactly. <laughs> when Zuko turned good, he still had his moments of Zuko being an angsty little ball of hothead fire scarness. Yeah. While Lotor's like, I'm amazing now, isn't it's it like, grand? Right, like Zuko, Zuko in the season two finale. It's like he was he was uh, the nicest he ever was right before he turned on again. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm definitely Team Alurans, Aluran Lance. That is the most tolerable Alura straight ship by far. Like uh, it is. Uh, Justin brings up the original series with Lotor and Alur, and that is a big reason why that ship does not work. And uh, that's why I'm skeptical the show is going to do it because it was clearly a problematic, horrible ship in, in the original series. Like, really, we're just going to do that in a different form in in the reboot? So uh, I don't I don't know about that. I think this is probably leading to something else. Um, the other, you know, the other people, the other people. Uh, 
uh, everyone ships Allura with are Shiro and Keith. And I also don't like those ships, although I'll take Shiro over some of these other ones, except Lance and Keith's the worst one. But don't fight fight me on that. Um, yeah, let's 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 have Keith with this uh, with this Altaian Altaian girl. That's fine. The, let's see, see. But really, I have my hopes up a little bit for Clance this season. I have to say, um, there's a quote let's from. Just... There's a quote from uh, Lauren in an EW interview that uh, Keith, Keith and Lance, uh, arm leg, um, George, uh, <laughs> it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking it. I, I, I have my, my ear to the ground. We'll see. Don't, don't spoil it. I think us, you got to let that go. I'm t- if, I'm t- if, this has been the most hopeful I've been for a few seasons. Uh, so we'll see. It, like, it will, I, Keith- I, yes, Justin. I really want to see him just stick it to all the Alora Keith shippers and just have Alora end up with Keith's mom. <laughs> I agree with sticking it to the other. It's just the ultimate screw you, like yeah, let's, sh- let's ship Crolia with people. Yeah, no, okay. So, uh, but you how know, do we think? How do we go the whole Alora with a Galra thing? Like maybe yeah, Alora and the second hand. A Blades of Momora is much more likely than Zarkon's son. I'm just saying. Okay, this is the new hot ship. Justin's putting it out there. Um, but how do we think the romance drama was handled uh, this episode? We had a lot of Lance talking to himself and uh, and to Hunk and Pidge and uh, lamenting and the mice. about and the mice and lamenting about uh, not being uh, being able to be with Allura. Uh, where we, we he has this line uh, says I'm just a boy from Cuba, not a space prince like Lotor. So this is our first mention in show of Lance being from being Cuban, um, which we knew from like cons and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's um, we're feeling feeling for Lance here in this episode. Yeah, like I because I don't really ship them. I was like Meh, about it, but I definitely see that that's probably the direction they're going to go based on this, like with him pouring his heart out and everything. I think they're going to end up putting them together. Um, so that was sweet. The, I feel like, the, I feel I like that's like... Mice, that, uh, you didn't need the mice? No, I, I didn't need the mice. <laughs> yeah, I think in a, in a traditional show, like, um, we would, we would like, resu- we would uh, revert to the, the guy's feelings and this type of thing, which is, like, problematic, and it's, like, rewarding, mm-hmm. you know, nice guy behavior. It's like, Lance Lance has no obligation. Laura has no obligation to be at Lance or anything like that. No. Um, and, uh, but, you know, why, why are we... I think a narrative question is like a narrative direction question. Why are we putting Lance's feelings out there like this? Is it to pay them off, like to eventually set him up with Alara? Is it so that Lance can um, move further as a person and say like he doesn't need to have um, so many romantic based feelings like guiding his life? Or is it that he realizes uh, that um, he gets over being with Alara, realizes that's not what he wants. What he really wants is Keith. And then we have Clance. (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought of something. What if... Um, this new Altan they met on the planet at the end of the space whale is like Allura's uh, like long lost ex, and then she comes back. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, that would change it all. But no, be, that would be hey, it. Would be an, be, it would be a storyline, right? She could know Allura like that. Could, she that could, could know Allura. You yeah. never know. That's a, that's an interesting point. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so uh, all these all these romance options and. Um, yeah, it's just it's just very notable how romantic like this this uh, this B plot was, and it makes me think that we're going to pay off some ship in the end of the season. Um, for like, sure. Which which is the fact that you responded for sure to that is shocking for Voltron Legendary Defender. This is not a show that has said anything. Like what happened? <laughs> I don't know. Nuts. Yeah, we turned we turned very quickly here. So interested to see what happens with that. Let's let's talk. Um, oh, anything else from Razor's Edge? Um, anyone wants to uh, quickly get into? No. 
We need a name for Space Wolf and also Hunk, or Hot Dad, but mostly yeah. Space Wolf. <laughs> Space Wolf, no, more it's important. just Hot Dad. <laughs> Yeah, hot dad's the name. Yeah, space. I think space wolf is a good name. Teleporting space wolf. That is the dad's name, actually. Is space oh. wolf? Uh-huh. <laughs> wolf could be a good yeah. to know. That'd be that'd be a good crossover. Okay. Um, and the mice. Uh, yeah, they that, were yeah. a thing. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, that was that was a part of the episode. All right, let's talk Omega Shield. I have a lot less notes about this episode, although I think that like the action piece that dominates the second half with uh, trying to get the shield radiation shield back online before um, the planet is hit again. Um, I thought that that's uh, all all fine, and I think at least it's like an interesting like setup um, and what they're trying to repair there and stuff. And like it also result revolves around Shiro. Um, just like uh yeah whatever like he he can't like keep his his hand connected to the thing to get um the, the generator or whatever back online like he he uh he's this this trauma that's still inflicting him or he's he's getting um hit because of uh hagar's uh things that are happening to hagar like that's connecting with him um so you know something something happening with shiro clearly setting us up to to do something with this later yeah and uh mm-hmm. it's uh, the 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 setup for the reason we have this this generator fight thing is that uh Sendak uh remember did you guys remember that he existed coming into this season Yeah I'm glad he's becoming more of a thing He he I remembered for- Okay well you just watched it um he's he's uh he was on his own and he was forceful right like Hagar was not with him controlling him there so um I thought that was good He's he's uh, the he's uh, the his group is his group is uh, his edgy group name is called the Fire of Purification. That's no, is it really? They said that, yeah. yeah. That's what it's called, I miss that completely. <laughs> that's yeah, amazing. That's, that's his it's his rebellion. It's the Fire of Purification. So wow. I don't. Know. I think Sendak's just like a giant edge lord, and um. Well, it sounds like that might be something Hagar might have come up with. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <Wait. laughs> Keith has a lord. teleporting space wolf, and Sendak's the edge lord. <laughs> Keith's always been an edgelord, to be honest, but, um, fight me. Uh, but yeah, the, the fire purification, I thought that was great. Um, so yeah, Sendak, I, I, I like Sendak here. I'm also, I'm on team Hagar because, uh, Sendak's great. Hagar's great. We also have the generals with, uh, with Hagar and we br- briefly see them this episode. Um, but yeah, that's, that seems to be the main, uh, rebellion point to, uh, to Lotor's, uh, rule of the Garin Empire is, is, uh, Sendak at this point. And, uh, bad choice. Bad choice, Hagar. Sunday seems very competent here. Yeah. He's, uh, ruth- he's gonna ruthless. Like, he shoots the shoots the shield, uh, intending to doom the entire planet. That's pretty pretty rough. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's good ruthless. Like, I don't know what the point of that was, but no, yeah. that that's the thing. I was like, what are you doing, Sendak? Like, it wasn't like a trap for them or something. They could have left, and like Voltron would not have died. But and and they took care of it, and they were fine. So he could have done something more intellectual, I think, to actually make anything happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's like uh, your one weakness, uh, heroes of every story in the history of the world, is yeah. that you care about people. And uh, then he just shoots the shield, so they have to, they have to protect them. Um, well, yeah. the thing is, the Galra Empire values combat over all else, and I think we saw that in this episode in Hunk's right. teaching. That's, yeah, that's what they're trying to tie that into, yeah. Is, uh, the, so the, the fact stuff. that Sendak didn't launch the smartest attack makes sense. Very true. Yeah, so let's talk. Let's it's talk not smart, but it is violent. 
Yeah, because Hunk learns that violence is like the origins of the the Garan Empire. Uh, learns what Repetsal means, and uh, he gets he gets training from um, Dayak Dayak uh, Lotor's governess uh, slash nanny. Uh, what do we think of those Hunk scenes with uh, Dayak? I thought they were pretty funny. Yeah, I love it. You're gonna hurt me, so I'm, so I'm smart. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's I guess it's just... I am getting smart. <laughs> It was a great pairing. Uh, she was a great foil to to Hunk, and it was just really nice, like the, that the show let Hunk step up into the the spotlight for the what the Palins were doing here. And I love when it comes back when he's connecting with the uh, the the on the the base of the radiation shield, like the the Galran people there, and he like inspires them. He like to stop their their quibble of who they want to side with. And uh, he uses his very rudimentary knowledge that every Garin should know of uh, to, to to inspire them. Um, but it still is a great a uh, great character moment for Hunk. I think I think like he he was so far set back that we need a lot more than this uh, to to have him be a bigger presence on the show. But this is a good start. I'm not confident that the show is going to continue with Hunk uh, getting this much characterization. It'd be neat if they actually did make him like a. Uh a mediary between the two cultures, like Alara yeah, was saying, like, yeah. that'd be neat. But right, I, like I how much? It. How much of that is is this is just a setup in this episode for the 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 climax of Hunk intervening in that that uh, dispute, or is or are we trying to send uh, set up Hunk for a bigger role like Justin was talking about a while ago? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that would be because it would be very useful. You know, like it, it's a completely different culture, um, and like species <laughs> like there, there's a lot to learn in that and it would be helpful for them especially if they're going to if Ultron is going to work with Lotor and become kind of not really part of the Galran Empire but kind of part of the Galran Empire it would be good for them to actually know um what's going on like s- socially and culturally so maybe Hunk will have a moment we'll see I feel like we're setting up where the Paladins are gonna be post Voltron Keith will be a Blade mm, yeah. Momora, uh, Hunk as like an ambassador of some kind, Pidge go back with her dad, Lance, I don't know, settle down with Alora. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping. Uh, Shiro do his space dad wander thing, I don't know. But I think <laughs> we're starting to set up throughout the show, okay, you're going to end up here. You're going to end up here. And everyone's kind of getting maybe not a plot for now, but a plot for later. That would be good for Hunk. I think that would work really well. Yeah, I mean, that's a nice payoff for, like, an epilogue type thing. I mean, we have 31, 31 more episodes of Ultra Legendary Defender as of right, uh, 26 after the season. And, uh, that's a way, it's a little bit, a little bit ways away. Um, I'd like to see that more of an active force within the, the show itself. Um, but, uh, that, yeah, it could be a season three, the third trunk, chunk of 26 episodes, uh, uh, set up for to what we're doing with Hunk. But yeah, li- liked it here. Hope, hope it's, hope it's more down the road. Um, the other, other thing as mentioned, uh, is, uh, we have Lance saves Allura and then Allura brings Lance back to life in this, uh, scene that I made the screenshot of the podcast and, yeah. and uh, it's, it's this gorgeous scene and, uh, you're feeling the romance between them, the, the Allurians. I, I guess this is like partly what sets Lance up to, uh, next episode to like pine after <laughs> Allura so much is, uh, she saves his life. I guess that doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a great sequence. Mm-hmm. It also paid off why she reacted like she did when the mice spoke to her. Like she wasn't just like put right, off because, guard with it. She actually cared about him. Right. Like that alert the only reason Allure would be like not not 
thrilled with that is uh because she like she cares about lance and she doesn't you know she she doesn't feel the same way so she doesn't like that he has those feelings because he'll get hurt from that um and uh yeah we've seen more of a connection between the two of them i think they had a great sequence last season and the season before um you know she's the new blue lion right yes Not that we saw that much of that this these two episodes and uh so they have that connection and yeah i think it's it's good to set up whatever we're doing with the two of them wherever we're going with that that's uh this is a good scene there and yeah the, lastly the hagar stuff um she goes to Orianne's. um we have the shiro stuff with her and then she seems to be changing back into a nerva so uh we don't we don't see enough of it to really know where it's going but yeah, very interested to see hopefully next episode or the episode after that what's what's happening with her. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy they're doing something with her and the generals because honestly, like during the first episode, I was thinking about how like I really like this show, but I don't have any like connection to a lot of the characters. Like, I feel like they're just like, oh, there's Lance, he's cool, whatever. But Hagar and the generals, I actually care about their storylines and their characters and what happens to them. I don't know why, but like. I, I love them all. Um, so I was so happy to see that things are happening with her that are really big like that. And maybe something's to come with it. And also tying into Shiro. So they're probably not going to just shuttle her off to her own storyline. She has a storyline relating to the main cast, um, which was good. So I was excited to see them pop back up for even like a minute, but it was good to see them at least. Yeah, I think I think the show kind of underestimates how good Hagar is. Yeah, um, she's great. Yeah, I, I hope I hope she's a big part of the conclusion of the season. I think th- she definitely will be with the show stuff, but uh, yeah, very interested to see what she's doing here. Uh, this is a whole, and I hope hope the generals also play a big part. They did not in this episode, but no. we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll please see come back. Yeah, any any uh, last last uh, Hagar theories with with her turning into a nervous is a permanent thing? Probably. Yes. I think so. I feel like it's it, it more a sense of just like proximity to whatever and she'll turn back when she leaves the field. But that was just a sense from like the framing of the scene. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Right. The only reason she's able to do that is because she's on Orion. So okay, if she, yeah. she powerful enough to like keep that going after. Well, maybe she's like tapped into the quintessence like Allura did more fully. Cause I guess like, I guess she turned into Hagar. I'm trying to remember now what happened, but it seemed like, something went wrong before, right? If I'm remembering it right. But this, maybe she was doing it and it's just more complete now. So it brought her back to herself, if that makes any sense at all. I don't, I don't, I don't remember if she did, she did the Orianne thing that... I don't uh, think they went to Orianne. They, didn't they fall into like a quintessence portal-y something yeah, rather, yeah, right? She, she had yeah. the, dark, the dark quintessence portal. Yeah, right so on, maybe yeah. this just cleanse that out of her right I'm, I'm wondering how much of her research into the the other side of the quintessence relates to that uh quintessence field like is that what we're talking is that what we're talking about in the the legend begins episode with uh with her research is this something separate the space between dimensions is that the quintessence field is it all the same thing or are there set or are there different things is it like dark matter and then normal matter yeah like dark dark kind quintessence like yeah uh, yeah i don't know i don't know so hoping hoping to get some quintessence answers still very vague with, with all Super of this stuff. vague yeah, but a lot, a lot of exciting plot threads going to these last five episodes. Um, yeah, I mean, Shiro, Anerva, who's that all tie in? The romance stuff. Uh, a lot, Space a lot Wolf. Happening. Space Wolf, that's most important. Yeah. I'm most invested in Space Wolf now. <laughs> Wolf Watch. <laughs> Wolf Watch, yeah. Hashtag Wolf Watch. Okay. Um, let, let, us, let us know uh, w- w- what the updates on Wolf Watch are. No, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how we update Wolf Watch without spoilers. So I guess we'll hold <laughs> off on Wolf Watch until the end. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Okay. Um, final thoughts on these two episodes. Anything else you wanted to to get into? Anything you're looking forward to, Justin? Um. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to the next episodes. Really, Justin? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just in general, I'm I'm excited. Okay. Just excited in general. Um, Jeff. Well. So on this first episode with the Omega Shield, I was a little bit disappointed just because there was an opportunity for some like massive repercussions from this Shiro thing. Like I was waiting for the moment when his, um, you know, his, his his freak out resulted in the deaths of thousands of millions of people. Like like whoa, this happened really big, you know, impact. Um, you know, we're looking for a moment like that, and uh, we didn't get it. You know, they pulled it off at the very last second as they do because. Yeah, whatever. But other than that, it's all good. Good, good pair of episodes. Yeah, uh, solace in Shiro stuff. Hopefully, yeah. I wonder. I wonder that that Shiro stuff will come this season. I wonder if the, there will be major repercussions when he ultimately does turn. Like, like is it just that they're gonna instantly defeat Dark Shiro, or is he like is he gonna kill a paladin? You know, like some. I mean, presumably not. That's too dark for the show. But um, yeah, I, I do wonder if there will be any major major stakes happening with him. Um, Haley, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, I think they were good. I like that it feels kind of like we're settling into a lot of the storylines and more plottier elements, which then are getting us closer to the characters, which is nice. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm liking where the show's heading. I'm excited to see what the next couple episodes are, especially now that it seems like, um, Keith's mom, Corolia is probably not just going to be shuttled off as like a character that just goes off into space. It seems like her and space wolf are probably going to um, come along, come along with Keith, space which wolf. is nice. Yep. Classics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I'm so, I'm really excited about the Hagar and Shiro stuff to come. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see all of that. It's, it's good. It's going to be great. Uh, very exciting last few episodes and uh in the immediate future we have a D D episode next episode it's gonna be i haven't seen it but uh they've been hi- they've been hyping it <laughs> D uh it's gonna be great okay so uh yeah let us know what you thought of our discussion anything we talked about um without getting into spoilers in the comments youtube comments or overly animated.com and uh it's uh yeah join join the discussion on uh discord we have a spoiltron spoilers channel overlyanimated.com slash discord spoilers via patreon patreon.com slash overly animated thank you very much to all our current patrons especially our patrons of the podcast steve aka frequent commenter steve and thanks to our patrons executive producers john ryan steve alex andy and hugh um here's uh right now is here's more of from days of long ago by the shakeups check out their new album legendary defenders link in the podcast description you'll hear more from them uh, this throughout the rest of the season and we'll have a podcast up next on uh, episodes three and four of season six so that's all gonna be great um make let us know what you thought and we will see you next time thanks for listening bye bye bye, bye. bye.